0: You're listening to Wednesday Wonders on the Mutual Audio Network. Be amazed. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. So, Nero, good to see you again. See you got some shiny new toys from the family there. Were those just for me or was that a birthday present or something? Take it you got a chance to try them out either way. I brought eight guys with me. You brought eleven with you. Ah, yeah. Found all of them, did you? Boy. When I got out of here, I really got to up my employment standards. Are you all right, Professor Somdi? As good as possible, given the circumstances. I do apologize for this, my dear. It's not your fault, Professor. I should be the one apologizing. I can't guarantee your safety. Quite all right, my dear. Carry on as necessary. Yeah, it's like a little reunion here, isn't it? All right, let's cut to the particulars, Nero. I've got two hostages, a bag full of plastic explosives, and nothing to lose. Good. That makes my job that much easier. Hmm. Willing to go out in a blaze of glory for the sake of the mission. Spoken like a true assassin, my dear. What's the matter? Have a messy breakup with the boyfriend? Speaking of which, he's probably getting plastered all over a wall right about now. I thought I might remind you of that. How Sir Hanover Phillips handles his battles is none of my concern. At the moment, you are, Luxor. Really? Well, well, well. You've slaughtered eleven people, and these two innocent lives, and the lives of your friends, and even your own, can all go to hell along with this city, just so long as you finally get me. That's hot. You have no idea how long I've waited to see this, my dear, my beautiful, sweet Nero to finally show the icy, cold-hearted, ruthless bloodthirstiness that you've never actually had. So let's get down to negotiation, shall we, and stop fooling ourselves. And it's going to be so much fun to call your bluffs. technical difficulties presents the account a tale of the waking world the snows are eternal part 10 if i may be one to interject well nothing stopped you so far so why not Jesus, was your assistant on the floor there as chatty as you are? He has already cut a deal with the angel, or some representative thereof. I would like to suggest that perhaps our lives here are not as important as making sure Mr. Brandt does not escape. I'll bear that in mind, Professor. Yes, please do, both of you. And I might thank you, Professor Samdi, for making sure I got this wonderful introduction to my new business partner. So, don't go around trying to get her to do your dirty work for you just because you feel guilty about something. So there it is, Nero. You and your boy toy night friend came here looking for an angel, and uh, I got there first. I think that's a little bit fitting, don't you think? I don't know what you and Metadyne had in mind to do about this situation, but I'd like to thank you for the opportunity, because, well, my business dealings and partnerships have just sort of moved up in the world, haven't they? (laughs) What exactly would be your point, Luxor? I don't know. I was just fishing, you know, hoping for some sort of snarky, melodramatic response from you about how that's typical of me or how you're not surprised or something about the company I keep. I'm already familiar with the company you keep, Luxor. You left eleven of them between you and me as an obstacle course to buy yourself some time. And while they were desperately waiting for the leadership and orders that I'm sure you promised them but had no intention of delivering on, I murdered them one by one. Wow. You've really turned out to be a big sack of laughs, haven't you? I'm almost beginning to feel some sympathy for Sir Hanover Phillips. Oh, and that brings us right back to where we were, which was, I believe, negotiations. You're not getting out of here alive, Luxor. Yeah, well, the see, the thing about that is, you know, before when I said I had nothing to lose, well, actually, that was a lie. Yeah, I know, shocking coming from me, but it's just that I actually have a lot to gain from a certain business transaction that we mentioned earlier, so I have every intention of getting out of here alive by any necessary. And while in the process of doing so, I would be very happy to cut your fucking heart out, Nero. I'm going to need something from you, which is really the only reason why still alive, let's be honest. Oh, uh, there, see, see, you tried so hard to hide that little flare of anger deep down inside of you, make sure I couldn't sense it, but I did. Let me just assure you for the record that while you were a better knife fighter than me when we were in assassin school together, you have no idea the depths that you are standing in right now. You are in my jaws, and all I have to do is close them. You are not in my class. You're always too good, too kind, too ethical. The noble assassin. Don't make me laugh. But you could prove me wrong if you want. Come on! Go ahead. Here. Here. Hands off. Hands off your friend here. Okay? Just me and my knife. And here's the detonator for the bomb. Right on the table. Come and get me. All you have to do is just carve right through my hostage. Come straight for me. Or go for the detonator. Take all four of us to hell. Problem solved. Come on, Nero. Show me what you've got. Okay, we're out in the street. What's the plan? Well, the plan was to buy us some breathing room. I know when you cooped up in that small space with that maniac. You said the blood guard attack was only going to last for a few minutes. Why don't we just run for it and let him wear it off? Well, that's a pretty good idea. See, the problem here, though, is... Oh! Oh! Ah! I don't think we're going to have that kind of time. Power up? Yeah, that'd be prudent. Okay, now what? You keep your defenses up and stand clear. Can you take this guy by yourself? Ah! Provided I make it through this part of the fight, yeah. Now move! All right, let's see what you can take, big boy. White gavel! (laughs) Trouble! No, huh? Okay. Okay, how about this one? You want me to try and stall him? Absolutely not. You stay right behind me. Besides, I got one more trick for this son of a bitch. Now watch and learn, Sir Phillips. Because this is what a knight's big gun looks like. That'll be enough to take him down? I don't know. But if it doesn't work, at least you got to see it before you died. Well, whatever you're going to do, do it. Here he comes. So tough after all. Turby. Turvy, oh, come up. back! Look. Turby! Turby! Turby, come on, talk to me! Come on, Turby, get up! Oh shit. Well, come on. I'm waiting. I wouldn't give you the satisfaction, Luxo. <laughs> Well, I suppose if that's your little way of admitting that you don't have the intestinal fortitude to back up your stern resolve, I'll have to settle for that. Not at all. I'm just being practical. You see, I do my homework very well, and I know my target inside and out. When I broke into the building, I couldn't help but notice that your men had planted demolition charges all around the building in strategic places, all of them with rather unique timing devices on them. Probably set off to go in a predetermined pattern that you and only you know, which would give you a chance to escape the building in the case of an emergency. Now, knowing you, the detonator on the table is a dummy, and the real detonator would be some sort of biometric device that you attached to Professor Somdi when you grabbed her. If I were for some reason to kill her to get to you, it would set off the explosives. If instead I went for the dummy detonator on the table, you would have killed her, also setting off the explosives." Either way, it would have given you ample time to make your escape, and if I followed you, not knowing the pattern of the explosives, would most likely die. As for the explosives on the table, you most likely would have set that up to a second biometric detonator that you would have attached to your second hostage, Professor Somdi's assistant lying over there. This would explain why you went to such great lengths not to kill him when you had the chance, and why you've kept him alive so long. Tell me, how am I doing? (laughs) Well, I hate to admit it, but you really have done your homework about me, haven't you? Have you considered taking up a hobby? You clearly need one. You were mine for a very long time, I'm afraid. Oh, is someone still carrying a torch for me? That's so sweet, I could almost cry. Or maybe it was those kids. Or maybe it was our old instructor. What's-his-face? Oh, well, in any event, it does bring us back to the whole problem that I have hostages, doesn't it? Unfortunately, I'll have to admit that you're right there. My ethical code does prevent me from going straight for you when it involves the loss of innocent life. So about those negotiations, then. You haven't harmed Professor Somdi, so I assume you need her for something. So with that in mind, I... am going to take Professor Somdi's assistant to some badly needed medical attention and withdraw for now. And good luck to you, you fine Samaritan, you. Now here's my end. I need something. A key. And your friend Phillips, if he's still alive, has got it. The key is number 165. He'll know what I'm talking about. I'll be taking Professor Somdia's leverage for this. I'll contact you in approximately three hours with a set location to make a trade. The key for Professor Somdi here. Have Phillips come alone, and if he doesn't show up on time, we'll be moving on. I'll be sure to leave a nice piece of Professor Somdi behind to remind him of the urgency of the situation. We all agreed on that now. As if I had a choice. Professor, I do apologize once again for the situation. Oh, no need to do that, my dear. I'm perfectly all right where I am. And don't worry, I'm not without resources. One favor, though. Catch! Hey! You do that again, and you will lose something very vital. Not to worry, Mr. Brandt. They were merely my apartment keys. Nero, I have a cat. Do see that it gets fed. Would be my privilege, Professor. Incidentally, Luxor, I'm going to be taking Professor Samdi's assistant as far away from detonator range as possible, just in case you have some other nasty tricks up your sleeve. But you have no backup, and Laughlin and his men know exactly where you are. And I've told my guys to just go crazy and have fun times all around the city. So you know what? I wouldn't worry too much about Laughlin. His guys are pretty preoccupied at the moment. What the hell is that? That would be the emergency radio. This is an emergency broadcast. I am Chief Nestor Laughlin of Eastling Security. Ah, speak of the overworked devil. The city of Eastling is currently under siege from within by a criminal organization led by a wanted and very dangerous individual named Luxor Brandt. His men have planted explosives around the urban area and are currently leading an attack against the police force. I am hereby declaring a state of emergency and deputizing all able-bodied citizens of the city of Eastling. Pick up arms and join the fight. Show his men the mercy that he would show you and yours. And let's teach them what happens when they mess with Skyway. This message will be repeated on the emergency band until further information is available. Good hunting, people. Ah. Switch that off, would you please? As you wish. <laughs> well, like you said, fun times all around. I'll just leave you with those warm thoughts about how you're going to survive the rest of the day, and I'll see you later. <laughs> Nero, that's not like you. Don't tell me you're going to pass up an opportunity to take me out personally and leave me to the tender mercies of a mob now, are you? Luxor. I'm a family assassin. I don't get paid by the hit. I just need enough of your corpse left to mail back for verification and finish the job. Bye now. By yourself? Cunt. It's a shame you didn't keep any of your men handy. Oh, I'm sure I have a few faithful left among the survivors. The ones who don't bail on me. And they won't if they know what's good for them. I'm very bad about giving references and very good about holding grudges. This is going to be a day. Hope you took notes on all of this. Why on earth would I need to do that? Not you. Are you still listening? I'm here. Good. You were so quiet for a minute I thought you'd fucked off. Well, you told me what you need. Here's what I need. A distraction. Make it something memorable. As you wish. What's happening? I'm not sure. Check the security camera to the outside. This is impossible. Is it? Confound me. There's a blizzard going on outside this building. There's a blizzard inside this city. Really? (laughs) I hope you brought your coat. (laughs) Because we're in for some fun times. been listening to the account a tale of the waking world the snows are eternal part 10 written and performed by kyan chris conroy as part of the technical difficulties podcast series comment on this show over at techdiff.com follow us at twitter at twitter.com slash techdiff send me a gmail at techdiff at gmail.com the discussion board is techdiff.freeforums.org and look up technical difficulties on facebook to be continued next time on the account a tale of the waking world My most sincere apologies to all those of you who had to wait this long for a new installment of the account. I do have a pretty good explanation for you, if you don't follow me on Facebook or Twitter, because you may not have heard this. I've been rather ill for about an entire month now. Here, here's how the story begins. About a month ago, I uh, got a little case of diarrhea that was followed a few days later by gastritis. If you've never had gastritis before, it's, imagine, as I, I may have said this earlier, it's like, imagine someone reaching in and grabbing hold of your intestines and giving them a good solid twist. This prevented me from, well, having any sort of comfort level, A, and B Uh, prevented me from having any kind of sleep. In the meantime, my sleep was interrupted because my brain was overclocking and overfiring, and I was having heart palpitations, these weird flipping heart things that would just set me off. Every time I'd try to go to sleep, my heart would drop, I would get dizzy, I'd start to freak out. And that's when I realized I was also having panic attacks on top of all of this. So couldn't sleep, was having panic attacks. When all of this resolved itself and I sort of kind of began to sleep again, I got a staph infection on the end of my nose. An incredibly painful staph infection on the end of my nose. Uh, this went on for a few days with me taking ibuprofen and not being able to sleep. Uh, when that resolved itself, a second staph infection formed at the base of my nose. So on the tip, the left tip of my nose, then followed by the left base of my nostril, two agonizing staph infections. Uh, so bad, once again, that I could not sleep because of the pain unless I was heavy, heavily on ibuprofen. Um, and this was also causing a slight fever. So I went to see the doctor and got some antibiotics. Uh, this would be the, uh, this would be into the, well, into, well, whatever week it was. So I got some antibiotics, started taking them, and finally, at last, the staph infection started clearing up. And at last, I felt better. And then, about Monday, two weeks ago, I woke up with uh, chills. Just shaking, shivering, violent chills and a high fever and a blinding headache. And this progressed worse and worse, further and further downhill, I thought that something had gone horribly wrong with my immune system and I had contracted the flu. Now mind you, I didn't have to get the normal things that I get with the flu, which would be, you know, intestinal problems again like diarrhea or gastritis, it was just completely in my head and it was horrible. It was one of those things where you would get a spike to like 102, 103 degree fever and a blinding migraine behind my right eye. I was just could not function, could not could not speak. I would get violent shaking chills, sweats. It was really really bad. Again, Could not sleep. Had to spend most of my time on ibuprofen and Theraflu. It was just really rather awful. And then finally that started to calm down. I missed out on a bunch of parties. I was supposed to go to people's friends' houses for stuff. Just things like that. Could not do anything but just kind of lay around and moan. Just absolutely could not function. And then finally at the end of all of that, just as the temperature started to go down and my fever started to resolve itself, I broke out in my entire torso with a bright red, hot, itchy rash. I mean, my skin from my arms across my chest and my back and my face Looked like I'd been sitting under a sunlamp for several hours and fallen asleep. It was awful. I mean, I was hot to the touch because of this rash. And then finally, Monday morning or thereabouts, it all started to calm down. Finally. And um, the question remains, what the hell did I have? Well... Um, Either I had a succession of very strange diseases. By the way, I forgot to mention severe muscle aches. I have a slight, slight case of carpal tunnel syndrome in my right hand, and that escalated into such cramping and stiffness that I could barely move my hand first thing in the morning. I mean, it was just agonizing to just try and do anything with my right hand so aches fever rash infection migraine uh this this could have been just a very strange string of of illnesses caused by again by some sort of autoimmune collapse um but there is one disease out there that did match everything that i have and that disease was west nile fever west nile virus does happen here in the twin cities what with our high corvid population that's crows uh, to the rest of you And uh, mosquitoes. So the mosquitoes get contract West Nile virus from birds. They get it usually from blue jays or crows or ravens. And then they pass it along to people. About 80% of people who contract West Nile virus show no symptoms. And a very small number of those people get a type of encephalitis which which is extremely dangerous and can cause brain damage. But 20% of people who contract West Nile get something called West Nile fever. And it involves body aches, uh, flu-like symptoms, headaches, and a rash across your upper torso. Now, the thing is, I can't verify this. It's very rare that people get this, and, like, the number of people who've contracted West Nile fever in the Twin Cities and in the Minnesota areas this year has been about four or five. So I have no way of verifying, you know, the, with full-blown symptoms. And when they say that, I'm not sure they mean the West Nile fever or they mean the really bad one because I usually talk about people who've been hospitalized for this, and I didn't need to go to the hospital. I talked to my doctor, or rather my nurse practitioner, about it, and we both came to the same conclusion. A, um, testing for it is difficult and expensive. Uh, B, there's no cure for it. There's no way to treat it. You just sort of have to ride it out. And C, whatever I have is, well, it's gone now, so I I guess we'll never know. And I, I mean, we could go looking for it, but... Really, it's kind of irrelevant at this point. So, uh, to make a long story short, for about a month now, I've just been really, really sick. And it's the barely functional kind of sick. I mean, blinding headache and just, you know, chills and all this kind of stuff. Barely being able to stand up isn't really conducive to working in a, in a booth and trying to come up with ideas for a story. So I actually had this particular chapter lined up well in advance, like about a week after the first chapter, before all the pain started setting in and all the bad stu- stuff started happening. So every week, I'd be, oh, oh, well, I'm past this, so at least I can get up now and go into the booth and recall, oh, God, what the hell else is wrong with me now? Shit! So, anyway, that's my story. I've been, uh, you know, I go ahead and check the log on Twitter and Facebook. I've just been a, a complete mess. However, if you do go over to the Facebook page, I don't know how Facebook does this. Look up Technical Difficulties over on Facebook. You will see pictures of my... Um, of my uh, Parsec Award. I did get the Parsec Award in the mail. That was very nice. I got it. And we have this new display case that we bought at a sort of a remaindered um, w- uh, furniture warehouse that we got really cheap. But it's one of those kinds of little halogen lights in it. They put it inside and it's sitting there with a little envelope that says I won and all that kind of stuff. So I've got my Parsec Award and it's very nice. I'd like to thank the people at Parsec and I'd like to thank John Leonard for nominating me over at Parsec. I'd like to thank the Parsec judges for continuing me along the way and for ultimately choosing me for winning the Parsec Award for Best Comedy Podcast. And speaking of which, oh, you people who I can't satisfy, I'm going to be doing my, my gall-derndest to finish up this uh, account story arc so I can get back to the comedy, because all the time I was doing the comedy, everyone went, yeah, 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 comedy, 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 comedy. When's the next chapter of the account coming? Well, I've been working on the next chapter of the account now, and all I'm getting from people now is, yeah, 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 account fantasy stuff. Yeah, fine, goblins, great. When are you getting back to the comedy? I need comedy. Ugh just no just no satisfying some people just got to say man just got to say so anyway the plan is to finish up the account asap i'm going to concentrate on that almost exclusively there will be one week i'm going to have to miss cuz my wife was being worked uh, you know down to down to the nub as it were uh, at her job, is finally got a week off, and where well, she's not sick or recovering from something or surgery or something like that. So I'm, we, she wants a little vacation, and I have to take a week off from that. But that's for there should be at least two more installments of the account before then, then another week off, and then right back onto it. I'm gonna try and make sure everything comes out weekly while I while I you know try to rampage to the end because the end of the year is coming up, and I've got to do something. I gotta get back to doing comedy, man. I may just do the advent calendar depending on when I finish this off or I may just do intermittent comedy things in here but I got a whole bunch of ideas stacked up now and I'll be getting on to those so thank you all so much for listening and um, I'll be back again uh, hopefully and oh and here's a little irony I was chatting with someone on the on Gmail and they said uh, when's the next chapter of the account coming this would have been just before the fever kicked in and I said to them at the time oh well you know, There'll be a brand new episode of the account coming up this week, provided, of course, something else microscopic doesn't try to kill me. And then it promptly did, and I was out of commission again. So uh, hopefully this next week there will be another account, unless something horrific happens to my health in the meantime. But anyway, whatever. I'm Kyan Chris Conroy, and you've been listening to Technical Difficulties and the account Tale of the Waking World, and... I'll hopefully be back again next week with a special dedication to No, I'm not. All right. See you guys next week. Bye. Wait, 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 wait. There's one last thing I wanted to bring up. A fan of mine from the Netherlands uh, asked if he could buy a copy of the uh, Whoever Wishes CD, which is still on sale. Six dollars, just send me six dollars via Gmail and make sure uh, via you know uh, via PayPal using my techdiff at gmail.com account. And you can get a CD signed and numbered copy. However, he pointed out to me that he really wasn't interested in the signed and numbered copy, but if he sent money anyway, could I figure out a way to just get him high-quality files, you know, the CD files as a zip file, so that he could just dump it right into his computer and listen to it, or burn his own CD if he wanted to give a copy of it to somebody else to give them an example of what my work is, and I said I would figure out a way to do that, and I did. So I want to float this possibility to people. If there's anybody out there who would like a cut-up version of the CD, I mean, in other words, it's going to be in sequence but much higher quality audio than the um, than the podcast version and without the chatter on either side of it. If you would like a version of that, where I, the the deal would be, I guess for I don't know for two dollars, let's say this is the idea. For two dollars, um, you send me that with the information that you would like. I'm floating this idea. I want to see if you guys are interested in it before I go ahead and say, yes, we'll do it. but for like two dollars, you send me that and then I would send you a link to the file and you could download the zip file um, from a, an account from a file sharing service a uh, file, yeah, it's a well, it's a file sharing service that I've set up, a legal one that I've set up um, where I've posted a file and I could send you the link to that and you could download it and then rather than you know having to you know wait for a CD to arrive or whatever. You wouldn't get it signed and numbered, obviously, but you would get the high-quality version of the of the uh, CD. That's just a possibility. I wanted to float you guys' way if you were interested. Uh, if anybody wants to spend two bucks on getting a high-quality version of the show, that's an idea. Or not. I don't know. Maybe I, I... Well, whatever. Anyway, send me your ideas on this one, and I'll see if that's a viable option. Okay? That's the idea. All right. Next week. Bye.